Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, howdy, and hi to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. How are you? I hope the answer to that is excellent. I am your host, Emma Gunn Wardner, and in this episode, it is time to begin another 26 Habits. We're on to number five, guys. Like, storming through these, you know, let's gloss over water and the fact that it was harder than we thought, I thought. Um, we're going into what was very popular on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, the choice for the next 26 habits was between intermittent fasting, the idea of taking the pressure off your digestive system, thus maximising your body in other areas. Um, But that lost out to daily yoga before bed, which is very interesting. And I'm very excited to try this one out. But before I do, let's just round off the end of habit number four, which was no booze, no alcohol, not a drop, teetotaling, whatever you want to call it. No alcohol was consumed. And it was, as you know, this podcast, um, I've teamed up with The Pool, the very excellent The Pool website. I I just urge everybody, put it on your home screen, check it every day. Life is better for it. Mine certainly is. I love all their content and I love that this show is on there. But Hannah Varrell is the uh, uh, team member from the pool who has been doing 26 Habits of No Booze along with me. And I checked in with her last night and said, "Okay, right, we're, we're there. We've done it. How's it gone? And she said that actually she because she had a bigger challenge than I did. She actually had a big night out with a lot of friends and she said that she actually had a really brilliant time but the hardest bit for her was when everyone makes the transition between not drinking and drinking and that's when she felt a big disconnect with the group. But then once everyone had started drinking, they forgot about drinking and she forgot about not drinking and the evening went smoothly but there was that moment. She also said that she had assumed that social situations would be hardest But actually, she's wanted to drink the most when she's been hanging out at home with her boyfriend and her mates. She doesn't often drink at home, but I suppose, in her words, the fact that it wasn't allowed made me want it more. Plus, they were all saying I should have beer anyway. I had that last night. I had that last night. I was so close to the finish line and I was out with a friend and I'd had a stinker of a day at work. And I was like, I would love to have a glass of red. And she said, I won't tell anyone. (laughs) and it was so tempting but I didn't I didn't so what Hannah concluded um from joining me with it and I'm so happy that we are both we can both come out of it saying that we stuck to this uh fourth 26th habit she said the main thing I got from this was that I don't need to drink in social situations I'm definitely glad I've been on a proper night out sober because I found out it was still loads of fun and I would have to say that I agree um It would have been so easy to have ordered a glass of red wine last night um, on various other evenings during the last fortnight. It would have been so easy to just say, oh, you know what? Fine, I'll just tell I'll just tell I'll just tell them that I uh, I just had one wine. They'll forgive me. But it's been interesting, not just in the sense of 
in the moment, but also the next morning where you're clear headed, even one glass of wine where you think, oh, I didn't really feel that glass of red wine. Maybe you do a little bit. What has been fascinating is all the correspondence, all of your DMs, your emails. Um, I put on the Facebook group, the link to which I'll put in the show notes, uh, that I had a moment of crisis where I wanted to pour myself a glass of red. And the amount of people who were like, oh, this has made me realise that when I come home and just on autopilot pour, pour myself a glass of wine or make myself a drink, I don't necessarily need it. I've been trying to see if I can do something else. That's just been so lovely to hear. Um, I think what I've come out of this experiment with is that it is important for me personally to have reassessed my relationship with alcohol it's important for me to have put that um that rule in place of not drinking for a while to see if I can and actually it makes me hyper aware of the situations where I'm using it for the wrong reasons which is as a stress relief after work um so it's whether I can now move out of this habit and have one with my friends and not think oh, should we have another because there's something naughty and inclusive and a bit daring and risky about that or will I just have to stop completely I don't know I will keep you updated on this but I feel very pleased to have completed the two weeks I feel very pleased with what it's uncovered and I know that from other people who have dm'd or sent messages that those of you who have been doing it for the two weeks too have felt the same and you realise that there are certain impulses that are similar to emotional eating. So while obviously there are incredibly toxic relationships with alcohol, there are also um, just sort of slightly sort of little things that maybe make you think, hmm, maybe I should rethink that. Maybe it's a strong cup of tea tonight instead of that glass of Malbec, which does still sound appetizing I can't help it as I said on the Facebook group um when I had that stinker of a day I got home and the whole way home it was as if my brain was um flashing images (laughs) like my own internal marketing slash advertising saboteur was flashing images to me of a poured glass of wine in my wine glass in my kitchen on my kitchen counter and it was as if all the work was done for me all I had to do was reach out and touch it that's all I had to do just reach out and touch it take a sip so it was very (laughs) for me it just felt very interesting that my brain was telling me to do that apropos of nothing apropos of a difficult day when actually what I did was came home sat down for a bit like just thought right just empty your mind woman (laughs) you watch a bit of reality tv read a book and then I watched call me by your name um and felt all the emotions and had a cry which felt just as good if not better than having a single glass of red wine so that's my conclusion in the show notes there will be some more um links any useful resources and obviously if you've tried it and you've had any revelations or it's uncovered anything for you I would love to hear from you please do get in touch with the show Now, the next habit, as I said on social media, you have all, in fact, it was about, it started off being a 50-50 split, but towards the end, on all the pool, on all the pools, I'm obsessed with the pool, what can I tell you? On all the polls, um, it sort of ended up with about a 70-30 split in favour of yoga before bed. But as is the point with all of these habits, to what end? Why? What is the point of doing yoga before bed? Come on, why would we be doing this? Well, there are several reasons. 
This whole habit forming, breaking uh, idea came from the fact of New Year's resolutions being too restrictive, putting too much pressure on oneself. And I definitely will put on my phone when I wake up in the morning, open up Instagram, and somebody is going to be in an inverted pose, a headstand or something with their ribcage poking out on me thinking, oh no, they're just better than me. And obviously that's ridiculous and this is why one must unfollow people who make you unhappy or elicit that reaction from you on Instagram. Why Why make them visible to yourself? It's self-harm. That's another show. So the reason why I wanted to tackle yoga is because it is something that at the beginning of 2017, so last year, I thought, oh yeah, I want to do yoga regularly. And in my mind, there were several things about that. I would be a better person. I would be more chilled out. It would mean that I, it would just say something. It would speak to who I am in the same way that carrying a certain handbag for some people speaks to who they are or owning a certain car speaks to who they are. I thought, yeah, I want to be a person. And people are like, oh, you know Emma Gunn. She's got that podcast and she does yoga. That kind of thing. I wanted it to sort of filter into my identity, but that's no, that's no good reason to do something. So why would daily yoga before bed be of any use to man, woman, child? Well, there are lots of things about this. It, um, first of all, if one is stressed, and let's face it, who isn't? Um, we can sometimes, and I know I'm guilty of this, sort of rely on sleep as being the reset button. And maybe that can be true when one's stress levels are not so high. But for me, if I'm if I come home late, if I've been stressed, if I've got to get up very early the next morning, and I'm thinking, right, just get home, go to bed, go to sleep immediately, I'm thinking, I want that sleep to reset me. But it's a bit like washing your swimming costume the night before, hanging it up, having to put it on the next morning, and it's still a bit damp. It, it's not going to do the job properly. Does that make sense? I don't know. I don't know if it does. It does to me. But it's just, it's a bit, it doesn't sort of fit right and it's a bit uncomfortable. Whereas if you take time for yoga before bed, and this can be moments, I'm not talking about um, a long session or an hour or anything. And I think I've really come to realise recently, and I will dig into this a little bit later, why sh- Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Short practices can be just as effective. So I... I'm not going to roll out my yoga mat in my living room and do an hour's yoga every evening. It's just not going to happen. But taking a few moments and doing some of these specific yoga practices for bedtime can help balance the metabolism. They can improve your circulatory health. They improve breathing. So if you are somebody who um, does that thing where you wake up and think you've fallen off a bike and you sort of like cough or um, do that funny spluttery thing, maybe it will stop that. It's known to reduce stress and it releases um, it releases the tension and it releases the mind and it, and it aids your sleep. And there are specific poses, specifically things like forward fold, child's pose and twists 
that actually really open up the entire body and and actually if you think of I've been to a yin class at Tri Yoga with a brilliant teacher called Cal who explains this really beautifully but basically you get into these yin poses you get into like a twist for example and you hold it for three to four minutes and it's very gentle and because you're holding it for a long time you relax into it so when you get into it you think no not feeling it not feeling it and then naturally because someone's there saying watch your breath you know think about this do this do that do the other you begin to relax into it and then she talks about how it opens up meridian lines in your body and actually believe it or not I have been in those classes where it's felt like you can feel particularly when you do like a side twist so where your um, knees are over on one side and your body's twisted you're lying down sorry your knees are over on one side and you're looking the other way so you get that really nice twist across the abdomen you can almost feel the sort of energy and the heat sort of it's like a release valve you can feel it sort of ebbing out of your body so I do believe in it I do know that it works um and so that's that's the reason why why I think it would be good and I hope that you're going to join me in this to do daily yoga before bed now in the update show I'm going to get uh you're also going to get how it feels for having done it for a week and I'm also going to speak to some yogis about why in particular there will be certain poses or certain practices that can really help so if you are somebody who suffers with insomnia or periods of um interrupted sleep then I think this is going to be a great one to tack on to it is super easy and I think that's the thing that sometimes I feel with yoga is that I do look at the Instagram pictures or I do look at the the people who are doing the really complicated stuff but I have a friend Ahmed who is an incredible yoga teacher and I'm hoping to speak to him about this for the next show and I spoke to him, when was it, last summer, last July, we were at a friend's birthday party and I was talking to him about his classes because he really is accomplished and he can do all the whizzy handstands and stuff. And I said, oh, I just find it a bit intimidating. And I said, oh, I really want to do a headstand. And he said, why? And he was talking about, honestly, if you're doing child's pose, which is essentially, and I'm going to describe this really poorly, um, kneeling down, bum on ankles, lean forward, head not on the floor, hands on the floor. So I'll put a picture in the show notes because that hasn't done it justice. But he said, if you can do that and you can connect to that and you can get your breathing right, that is, that is nailing it. That is it. I'm more impressed with that than if you can do an unstable headstand. So, and we didn't quite say it like that, but basically what he was saying was don't diminish the simple poses. They can be just as powerful. And I think that's one of the things about yoga that can make it feel like something that a certain type of person does. It's not. Anyone can do it. And if you nail a a downward dog, which actually is quite complicated, let's just talk about that. If you can do something like child pose, which is very easy to do, if you can even do a basic pigeon pose, any of these things, that's okay. If you're connecting and your breathing's right and you're actually getting out of it what you need to get out of it, then it's fine. Don't give yourself a hard time. It's a bit like meditation. I did that for two weeks. I really, really got it. But I do know that for a lot of those sessions, I was just sitting about not thinking, sitting, thinking about not thinking, um, which isn't meditating, but it's getting closer to it. So 
do you see what I mean? We can relax into these things. A good child's pose is better than no child's pose is what I'm trying to say. So that's what's going to be the challenge. I'm going to share the video that I'm going to use. It's going to be from Yoga with Adrian, And I know a lot of listeners are big fans of hers because I get messages about her all the time. And yes, for anyone who has asked, I have reached out. I would love to get her on the show. I am waiting to hear back. Keep your fingers crossed, please. And thank you. But I'm going to choose one of her videos and I will put that link on Twitter and I will put it on Instagram and I will put it on the Facebook group and uh, you will be able to see which one it is and I will obviously, as is the case, you may have already guessed, um, I do document a, a lot of this on Instagram stories so do follow me on Instagram where I'm at Emma Guns and you can keep keep posted, keep updated with what's happening and I'll probably give you a quick a few stories from the yoga mat each night and tell you how I'm feeling and I'll be able to report in about am I sleeping better? Am I digesting my food better? Is my uh, Am I waking up feeling a bit more rejuvenated? Uh, do I feel I wake up less stressed? Will it um, compound what I'm doing with the daily meditation? It's all to play for. But the main thing I want to stress is whatever yoga practice I choose, it's going to be super easy. It's going to be the kind of thing that a beginner could do. Because even though I've done various classes over the years, I still would say I'm a beginner. Because I still get into poses and I'm probably not breathing the right way and I'm tensing and I'm probably a bit too analytical about it and so I will find something super easy and so I'd be very keen to know if you are joining me and what I'm hoping it does is that it reduces that mind chatter (laughs) you know the thing I'm talking about I hope that before bed it reduces the mind chatter last night specifically again stinker of a day at work and I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and thought about a meeting that I sat in for a good 90 minutes I don't need that nobody needs that it added no value to my life. I didn't need to relive it again and again. So hopefully something like this will stop that mind chatter because before bed, I'm I'm drying that swimming costume off a bit <laughs> so that it will be dry in the morning so that I'm, I'm going into my sleep to give me my best sleep. So that's where we're going to be. If you want to get in touch with the show, it's super easy. Just email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. Please do follow me on Instagram where I'm at Emma Guns and the same on Twitter at Emma Guns. I'll put the link in the show notes to the Facebook group as well. And if you are enjoying the show, I would be so grateful if you could just take a moment, pop over to iTunes or wherever you listen and click that five star review. Um, And also for all of you Android listeners, I know there was lots of joy when I posted this on Instagram in the week about um, have, not having to use um, certain apps anymore. But the show is now on Spotify. And again, the link to that will be in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Please do let me know how you're getting on with your 26 habits. It is always an absolute joy and a privilege to hear from you. And I really want to be updated with what you're doing. I will be in touch on the next one with an update and obviously keep, uh, keep abreast of everything that's happening by following me on social media. I will see you on the next one.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.